as I've mentioned before in a number of podcasts, don't do a one-year course and uh, be under the assumption I can treat all cases. Welcome to the Dental Implant Podcast with your host, Pav Kara, your source of knowledge for all things relating to dental implants. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something valuable. I hope. Good morning, everybody. Well, I don't know when you're listening. It might be afternoon, might be middle of the night. Hello, anyway. Um, my name's Pav Kara. Welcome back to the next episode of the Dental Implant Podcast. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, this episode, I've got my notes here again. Um, this episode, there's somebody who said, look, Pav, can you go over the pros and cons of adding dental implants to your practice. So I thought actually that would be quite a good one to do. Um, But what I thought I'd do is in addition to just adding it to your skill set and to your practice is go over what happens when you start to expand your skills because you'll find that you're going to come across the same hurdles. So uh, let's get started. Okay. So um, what's the upside to to, to adding dental implants to, to your practice? Well, it's a very highly desired um, treatment by very many people. You know, is let's face it: when you've got a tooth missing, there's one of four options. We, we all know these. Um, we can um, uh, leave it as a space, have a denture made, have a bridge made, or look at implants. That's it. Those are the only viable options available. And when you speak to patients, like, well, I don't want to have a space. I certainly, don't want anything removable in my mouth. And looking at the data nowadays, is you know, should we really be doing? that many bridges when you know implants are so predictable because the way that i explain it to my patients that that look it's you know your teeth either side don't need any restorations or even if they have got crowns quite often it might be compromised is if you're bridging across that gap well what happens when something happens to that bridge because a one tooth problem is going to become a three tooth problem effectively magnifying your your problems long term so in that context, a vast majority of patients, when they want a fixed replacement, they do actually want an implant. So that's that, that's the upside of, of adding it to your uh, uh, to your practice in that, you know, is a lot of patients will want to have it done. OK, let's talk about another upside. Um, you can obviously uh, uh, increase your hourly rate. Uh you know, you can um, generate more income from this. Now, this is a this is a double-edged sword and a sword of uh, Damocles as well. And I'll, I'll circle back to that in a minute. But certainly one of the upsides is you can generate uh, more income uh, over a, a per hour than what you would do doing kind of like general work. Okay. Now, let's look at another upside. And I'm going to say this one with... I'll I'll give it with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Potential referrals from other dentists, okay? Um, Yes, of course, that's true. If you become proficient at implants and you start to do a lot of them, um, you may find that that dentist will start to refer to you, okay? Um, Now, what, what, what I will also say in the same breath is, come on, guys, you know what dentists like. They don't want to send you business, you know, so it's to to generate the type of practice um, where you are actually accepting referrals. What what generally tends to happen is it happens over a very long time, and you have to be very very committed to uh, delivering the best outcomes possible for patients. Okay, 
Now, I'm not trying to put anybody off, but if you're early in your implant career, uh, you've got a long way to go before you start proving yourself to your peers and your colleagues that you are proficient at this. And only then will they start to send you uh, cases. And they may actually start to send you cases that they them, themselves don't want to do because it's too compli- complicated for them. So not only uh, does it take time to do, but you generally find that the work you get sent is, uh, is, is, is of the more complex nature. Again, I'm not trying to put anybody off. Anybody can attain the correct training, the correct um, uh, the correct skills in order to be able to help these patients. But as I mentioned before in a number of podcasts, don't do a one-year course and uh, be under the assumption I can treat all cases. Um, <clears throat> I've discussed previously with uh, Fran uh, with regards to mentoring. Uh, I mentor other dentists. I am being mentored myself. It's a it's a continual learning curve. Um, so again, please, I'm not trying to put anybody off, but I'm trying to give you realistic expectations with regards to what to uh, uh, what to expect. Now, what I will say is, if you start doing really good treatment for your patients, that is actually when they will refer other friends and colleagues uh, to you. So a big source of referrals is actually your patient base. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, just, just bear that in mind, okay? So the next upside, um, increased patient satisfaction. Now, the reason why I say this, again, it's really quite simple, is if a patient has been walking around uh, with a denture in their mouth for months or years, you'll generally find the vast majority of patients will absolutely hate it. They really don't like it whatsoever. Or the flip side of the coin is patients who are about to have a tooth removed and don't want to have a denture is they will do anything to have a fixed tooth replacement. And uh, generally what you find is with the right patient, those who want a fixed solution, those who don't want to have dentures, um, when the treatment goes well, it's they are they are generally very very happy with the uh, 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 with the treatment, and and they just they they just love it because they like the fact that they haven't uh, had to prepare the adjacent teeth either side, and the fact that once it's in, they can brush it, they can floss around it just as as, as they would with their normal tooth, so it does increase patient patient satisfaction. Okay. This is another good one, okay? And again, listen to the words I'm going to use very carefully. When things go right, patients will rave about you. Now, what do you think the important words are there? When things go right. Absolutely. Absolutely, okay? Anybody who sits there or stands there and turns around and says to you that 100% of their cases are perfect, that they never have problems, they are either doing one or two cases per year and cherry selecting the easiest of the easiest of the cases, or they are lying to you. That's it. There is no in-between, okay? I get failures. It's the nature of what we do. Sometimes it's a biological failure. Sometimes it's an aesthetic failure. Sometimes it's a patient management failure. But you know what? That's, again, that's just the nature of what we do. Dental implants are no different to any other aspect of, of dentistry. Okay, If you went to an endodontist and turned around and said to him, is your success rate 100%? Even a specialist endodontist won't say yes to you, okay? We've all done those restorations where <clears throat> we put them in and, you know, it's 
patient comes back a week later and, and another part of the tooth's fractured or the restoration's fractured or, you know, it's, it's, that's the nature of dealing with patients. So what I would say is don't beat yourself up about it, but understand that when you take the correct steps and you get a really nice result for these patients, they will absolutely rave about you. 100% they will, okay? And it actually helps develop your business in such that um, you end up with a raving fan who will, uh, they will, they will speak to their, to, their, to, their, to their friends and their family about you, okay? Now, let's start to look at some of the downsides to introducing um, uh, implants to your practice. And when I talk about this, please also understand that I'm also referencing um, increasing your skill set, okay? So let's say you've been placing simple implants and all of a sudden you decide, right, I want to start doing sinus work. This applies straight to that as well. There is always a learning curve. Look at the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? And what will quite often end up happening is you, and this happened to me. I'm not saying that I'm immune to this. 100% this happened to me. But this is one of the reasons I'm so keen on, on, on mentoring is when you first start doing a new skill, let's let's say, for example, sinus work, it might be block grafting, it might be curry plate, it might be whatever it is, it might be full arches, is you go on a course, you invest your time, you invest your money, you invest in the equipment, but you don't have the muscle memory yet, okay? And when you start doing these cases, you'll, under, you'll realize that you understand the theory aspect of it, but the technical aspect takes time to learn. And this is where mentoring is really important. And what happens is the more complex that your treatment becomes, the more you need a mentor, okay? Um, do, I, do I rip sinus membranes? Yeah, st I still, absolutely I do. Because you know what? That's the nature of dealing with sinuses. You have some patients where they've got really thin uh, sinus membranes. It's as tight as a snare drum. So as soon as you touch, it, it will rip and they've got these little spicules of, 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 of bone projecting into the sinus and to work around that is, uh, is, is sometimes very very difficult and then you have the opposite end of the scale where you get certain sinuses where you can almost do whatever you want and everything is fine it's, you know you, you can't you, you couldn't rip the patient's lining if you tried so there is this whole range of patients that you need to be able to to help so again circling back to what I was saying before um, and I did say I would circle back to this, that increased hourly rate. Do you think it happens right off the bat? Do you think that you go on a course uh, on a Friday, Saturday, a Monday morning, you can increase your hourly rate, okay? No. You know what's going to happen to start with? Your hourly rate's going to drop quite significantly and for probably a decent amount of time as well. And if you add a mentor into the mix, it's going to drop even further because you're paying your mentor, okay? Now, why do I say this? Is because it takes time to learn these skills. And when the very first implant I placed by myself, okay, I booked out three hours in the diary, three hours to place a single implant in a healed site. You know what? It took me two hours, 45 minutes. If I had that same patient come in today, I'd probably get it done in 10 minutes. Now, I did not, I did not develop that skill set from, from going from nearly three hours to under 10 minutes. Uh, I'm not saying all my implants take 10 minutes. Sometimes they take an hour and a half. They just do, okay? But what I'm trying to express to you is that did not happen overnight. I've been doing this for the best part of a decade, more than a decade, okay? And 
when you start to do more, that's when you start to get the muscle memory. So your hourly, incre- uh, your hourly rate will increase long term as long as you have the correct exposure. But in the short term, it's going to decrease. Don't be put off by that. This is very much a game of passion. Okay. If you don't want to, if you want to stick to the simple stuff, and I've said this before, fine, stick to the simple stuff. Get somebody else to come in and help you or refer out the complex stuff. That's actually one of the best ways, excuse me, to, to, to increase your hourly rate. Okay. But if, like me, you're doing it for passion because you love it and you want to be able to help every single patient who walks in through that door that I'm capable of, of helping. So my boundaries are going to stop at MaxFax because obviously I'm not MaxFax qualified. But anything up to that point that I can learn, I will learn. I will become proficient at it. But it's costing me time. It's costing me money. It's costing me fees and mentoring. So, it, you know, it's and, and this is what the reason why I say this is because Whatever I say to you applies to me as well. I am no different. I am not. I don't have some sort of um, uh, uh, genie in a lamp who can bypass all of this. And again, I've mentioned before that I'm very fortunate that Greg uh, Boys Valley will be joining the team at Evo Dental, and I will be having my zygomatic uh, implant training with him. Greg's one of the most experienced zygomatic guys, if not the most experienced zygomatic uh, uh, surgeon on the planet. And uh, you know, so it's choosing your mentors and he lo- he loves to teach he's absolutely top guy okay so moving on to more of the downsides i'm gonna right let me lump these together because they all start with the same word expensive to have your training okay it's expensive to buy the equipment and mentoring is expensive as well so except expense 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 You've got to do a course, okay? Whatever course you want to do. Let's say, for example, let's go back to sinus lifting because I gave that as an example uh, before. Three and a half, three, three and a half grand on a sinus lifting course, okay? You've then got to buy a sinus lifting kit. So there's another couple of grand, easy, okay? You've then got to be mentored for at least 20 cases, if not 50, to start to learn. And that's got to be over a relatively short time frame so you can start to build up the muscle, muscle memory. If you're doing 20 cases over a 20-year period, you really think that you, you, you're going to learn how to deal with sinuses? No, it needs to be quite quick, okay? <clears throat> so, and I've done a whole podcast on this uh, before as well. Don't let me put you off. If you want to do it, absolutely do it. Just understand when you're getting into it, it's a much bigger game than what you think that it is, okay? But it is fantastic to do. Now, when I go into sinuses, it's like, oh, great, I'm going into science today. I'm really going to help this patient, okay? And there is a, uh, the next downside, there is a learning curve to everything. And you're not going to get it right every single time. And again, this is why mentoring is really, really important. So you need to understand that whatever you learn in your course you are not going to go back to uh, your practice the following week and immediately start implementing it. Now, the proviso to that is if you're already a very experienced surgeon, then obviously you can implement things a lot better because you obviously uh, understand the surgical aspects significantly better. Okay. So it's a journey. And I keep saying this, it's a long journey and I'm only partway through mine and you got to keep going, have to keep going. Absolutely. Okay. So another downside, but you know, again, this applies to every aspect of what we do is identifying the good evidence from the bad evidence. Okay. 
don't just have a rep come in to see you, whether it's for a dental material or whether it's for a, an implant. Turn around and say, ooh, we've got a new surface. Ooh, I've got a new bone graft material. Ooh, I've got this. Ooh, I've got that. And, you, and it will reduce your healing period. You won't get any failures. You won't have this. You will do this. You will do this. Best thing to say to them, give me the evidence. I want to look at it. And I will guarantee you nine times out of 10, the evidence you get will either be non-existent. They'll say, oh, yeah, you know what? That's fine. I'll, I'll get back to you. Or it will be completely nonsense. You cannot, cannot, cannot just read abstracts. You have to critically appraise papers. And when you start critically appraising papers, the first thing that you'll notice is every single paper out there is flawed, every single one. Um, some are more flawed than others. But when you really start to go through everything with a, with, with a fine, uh, fine comb, um, what you will find is that I'd say probably 90 to 95% of papers out there are complex completely useless and i mean it's just like you know and what ends up happening is a lot of reps just work off the back of that so i've got no problems with reps coming to me and saying to me pav we want you to look at this want you to look at that bring the evidence with you and understand that i will 100 percent look at it critically and if it's a load of nonsense i'll tell you it's a load of nonsense as well okay so you need to have the skills to be able to disseminate that otherwise you're going to end up uh, buying equipment that you don't need or doesn't work or you know it's, it just becomes endless it takes a long time to develop well-rounded skill sets it does okay i am probably starting to hone my skill set more and as i said it's uh, uh, I'm, I'm 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 10 years into my journey um now what you need to look at is you need to look at your demographics okay you want to implement implants but you're in a in an area where your patients can't afford implants and none of them want implants, you're better off learning a different skill set where you can help your patients further or move or look at in entering into multiple practices of where you can do this type of stuff. So you need to understand that once you get your hands wet, remember 10,000 hours is, is what, what, what they say it takes to, to, to develop a skill set. So if you develop one skill set, then you add another one then you've got another 10,000 10, hours of training to do before you become proficient at it. So you really have to have that commitment long-term. If you've got that commitment, then it's fine. It's not a problem. And I know dentists who have started with implants, not gone as smoothly as what they uh, wanted it to, and they've kind of like thrown in the towel. And there are no other colleagues where they are hell-bent, and it's just like nothing is going to stop them. Okay, So you need to understand what fits in with your diary. So I see a lot of dentists going practice to practice, placing implants and again this is something that i spoke about with farhan ahmed is the upside to that is you do what you love okay the downside of that is it takes you away from your family so when i was speaking to farhan he said that he hadn't been home for three days i couldn't do that i've got uh, uh my my, uh, my family time is too precious to me and it's not something that i want to do if you're prepared to wake up at three four o'clock in the morning drive two three hundred miles to do a day, a surgical day, maybe even spend a night in the hotel. I used to do this. Um, it's And then come home and not see your family for maybe a day, two days, three days. If you think you can live with that, that's fine. Or if you're in an area and you're fortunate where you don't have to do that, but you can still get the surgical exposure, absolutely go for it. But understand that that is a downside, that it does take time to develop your skill set. But as I said before, don't let anybody put you off, but you need a realistic expectation going into it, okay? Um, what's another downside, okay? 
Mistakes are very expensive. Okay, so let me give you an example. So let's say you um, uh, you do a filling for a patient at the front of the mouth. The patient's back the following week and it chips. Well, fine, put the patient in for another 20 minutes and you redo it. It's more of a nuisance than anything else. Okay. Now, if you start doing this type of work is you will have failures with implants. Now, it's bad enough when you've got a single implant failure, okay? And it will happen. It happens to everybody. When you've got a single implant failure, that's, that's a major pain in the backside. But imagine what happens as the complexity of treatment starts to go up, okay? I've had a couple of, um, uh, of four arch cases from a few years ago that didn't go according to plan. When you've placed multiple implants and you've already paid for the definitive bridges and it's not gone according to plan, do you think the patient's going to pay you again? It doesn't last more than a year. No, that's on you to sort. Can you imagine how much time it takes to redo a full arch case at your own expense? So this is what I'm saying is having a good mentor will allow you to bypass a lot of that. That's why I keep going on about it. This is one of the reasons why, whilst I've got the theoretical knowledge for uh, zygomatic implants, I've assisted with a fair few, I've done a fair few under mentoring, is I am not going to start embarking on that until I've got my mentor sat over my shoulder. Because I don't want to do something that's unfavorable for the patients. But uh, additionally, I don't want to do something that then, that's then I've got to try to rectify that's going to take me a vast amount of time. I need my mentor to be able to train me and say to me, you know what, Pav, this is how you want to do it because if you do it this way, then this is going to happen. If you do, no, no, don't do it that way. So what you're doing for a mentor is you're buying their experience. You're, buy, you're buying the experience of their mistakes. They are saying to you, this is what doesn't work and it doesn't work because I've done it, but this is what does work. That's why one way or another you're going to pay. Okay, one way or another, you're going to pay. You either pay through mistakes and redos or you pay a mentor. Okay, guess which one is probably better? Yeah, absolutely, mentoring. This is why I keep going on about it. Okay, so let me make sure that I've covered everything. Um, many, many techniques, uh, this is again another downside. Many, many techniques are actually very difficult to master. Okay, they're easy to, to, to convey, but they take a, a long time to master partly because you need that exposure to them, but partly because they're actually very fiddly and they are very, very technique sensitive. Let me give you an example. Um, bone grafting, okay? Now, a lot of you may say, sit there and think to yourself, oh, what's, what's with bone grafting? Just slap a little bit of uh, bios on there and you know, a little bit of membrane and you're good. True regeneration is far more complex than that. And I'm talking about regenerating bone properly, regenerating gum tissue properly, and creating an outcome which is very predictable for your patient, okay? Don't be a one-trick pony. Don't go on a course and say, oh, you know what? BioWAS will sort everything, or this material will sort everything. It very much depends on the defect. It very much depends on the patient. So you need several skill sets up your sleeve to be able to help these patients. Now, you imagine learning several skill sets, buying the equipment for several skill sets, and being exposed to enough for several skill sets in order for you to become a master at this. So this is what I'm saying is mastery takes time. Okay, if you're in this because you want to increase your profits, but you want to, um, uh, 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 you still want decent family time, you want less headache. My advice is really simple: actually, don't do the complex stuff. 
do the easier stuff, send the complex stuff out, have somebody come to your practice to do the complex stuff. You can still assist with it, but what will then happen is you'll get the good hourly rate from doing the simpler stuff, but you're giving the headache of the complex stuff to, to somebody else. Um, you know, I've had it before where I've done a quadrant uh, graft. Part of it takes, part of it doesn't take, or all of it doesn't take. What do you do then? You know, it's, and this is why I'm expressing to you is it takes time is anything can fail in dentistry and implants are no different. You can have biological failures, aesthetic failures, you can have mechanical failures. Um, but okay, now that I've gone through the doom and gloom, let me finish on a positive note. Anybody absolutely can learn this skill set. It takes time, it takes patience, and it takes investment, okay? And it is incredibly satisfying to do as well. So, for example, now that uh, I've been at Evo nearly a year, we do, uh, we do my average day, four days a week, is, 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 is a dual arch because um, I'm, I'm here four days a week. So I generally do surgery uh, three to four days a week. It's normally four days a week. And having that immersion has vastly improved my skill set when it comes to full arches. And uh, I wouldn't, uh, uh, retrospectively, looking at what I was doing externally from here, it's a completely different ball game. Uh, and that, again, is partly because of the mentoring that I've had. It's the, uh, it's, the, it's the immersion. It's being exposed to enough of it as well. Again, if I was doing 10, 12 arches a year, it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough. Okay. So I hope that this has been useful for you. Um, uh, uh, obviously there will be more podcasts coming if there's anything in particular you, that you want to know about please let me know and I hope that I've gone through the pros and cons of not only introducing implants into your practice but what happens when you expand your skill set as well so thank you very much for tuning in please do uh, share my podcast with your friends get in touch if you want and I'll see you guys later bye <laughs>